Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. So not cute. Anyways, I'm going to adjust my microphone. That's going to be loud. Okay. It's going to be okay. I just want to get it the heck out of the way so that I can read to you guys and it still sounds okay. Okay. Twin flame union. Let's read about it. Divide the flame. I love it when people do this when they like give me definitions of things or no, they, they talk about things and then they're like, I'm just going to leave you hanging, bro. With that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's like my biggest pet peeve. They start talking about things and they're like, Oh, have you heard about the violet flame or la 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 la, the violet flame, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the, the fuck is violet flame. But then like, if I ask questions, then I'm the dummy. It's like, mm, it's my least favorite thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. And we're going back to the normal thing this week of me just sitting here and talking into a microphone at you guys. And I'm really excited about that because I feel like we I've just been kind of doing all sorts of different things. So it feels kind of good to get back to like the normal run of the mill podcasting, talking into a microphone (laughs) to you guys. So this is, this is kind of nice bringing it, bringing it on back into normalcy and such things. So anyway, I hope you guys have had a really great week and that you're really excited about the weekend. I know I'm always excited about a weekend, especially when I have the weekend off. So here we are on a beautiful Saturday possibly morning that you're listening to this. And I'm really stoked to talk to you guys about some of the things I've been thinking about and really channeling in this week. And also about, obviously, crystals, because I love crystals, because I'm a crystal Karen, and I can't help myself. And so this week, uh, I was thinking about doing like a quartz series, because there are like a bajillion different types of quartzes and um, I know some of you are really excited about pretty much any crystal but when it comes to quartz I feel like we can go on and on and on so anyway I'm just gonna I'm just gonna begin with this whole idea of like doing a quartz crystal and there's like a whole so many of them so anyway man I'm all over the place today can you guys tell I'm kind of all over the place I'm gonna start with amethyst and herkimer quartz did you hear me yeah amethyst herkimer quartz yeah you can totally combine other crystals within quartz and our mind is blown i don't know about you guys but my mind is blown but anyway so this quartz is amethyst and herkimer talk about a high vibe crystal am i right so it comes in colors. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. So I'm getting this from the Crystal Bible. I got a series 
of the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. I was really fortunate to get this for Christmas this year. And it comes in three books. And this is the Crystal Bible 2. This is the follow-up to the best-selling Crystal Bible. So I have access to all this amazing information on these crystals. And I am just a giddy mess. So this is the second book in the three. And she talks about Amethyst Herkimer here. And she says that the color usually comes in lilac and purple, and it looks double terminated with inclusions. It's relatively rare, and you can source it out of the United States, the Himalayas, and China. And its attributes are Amethyst Herkimer is attuned to the violet flame of transmutation and opens the highest spiritual connections. Now, if some of you are asking, ooh, violet flame, what's that? I got to know more, like I got to understand what that all means, because that's, that's kind of where my mind goes all the time too. Like I read about something. I'm like, um, say what? <laughs> I, I need to understand what that is all about. So I'm gonna look that up really quick. If I could actually find it in her, um, in her thing. Generally, I thought it, um, talked about, twin flame union but let me just double check here so violet flame it's funny because she puts like a little asterisk right by it but then like mm, just kidding there isn't anything there oh that's kind of dumb okay i think it is talking about the twin flame like soul retrieval sort of thing here so let me um go back to it okay so let's read about what she says about this so she says that twin flame soulmate configuration so two equal size crystals on the same base the differences in the programming a twin flame bonds two people into a close and intimate relationship teaching how to be unique and separate while united in equal partnership creating interdependence and deep intimacy the closer the points are in size the more harmonious the partnership soulmates share karmic lessons twin flames mutual support and unconditional love and without a common base union tends to be mental and spiritual rather than emotional and physical an unequal twin flame brings unconditional love to a relationship such as a parent child employer employee oh that's okay creating alignment and greater harmony place twin crystals farthest right from the door or see orange river quartz okay so that didn't really explain the violet flame thing so maybe i can look it up okay the violet flame is a one-of-a-kind spiritual energy which has the power to help you in all aspects of your life the color violet has the highest frequency on the visible spectrum, meaning it is at the point of transitioning to the spiritual octave of light. And that's from uniquesoulhealing.co.uk. And that's a blog post of what? Violet flame. <laughs> so anyway, that is sort of like the short and sweet of what the violet flame is. So anyway, back to the amethyst Herkimer crystal. So it is attuned to the violet flame of transmutation and opens the highest spiritual connections. Spiritually, by fine-tuning the third eye, it is a powerful metaphysical tool that facilitates soul retrieval. From any lifetime, integrating disparate parts of the self and inducing deep soul healing. Aligning the incarnated soul with other soul dimensions, it reintegrates the soul as a vehicle for pure spirit. 
Used wisely by evolved souls, amethyst Herkimer can bring enlightenment. It creates a powerful soul shield when journeying, which I believe journeying, what, they rec- what they're talking about is like, you know, astral projection type journeying um, or past life regression type journeying. So you are literally going either outside of yourself or going within yourself to either retrieve information or whatever. You're either journeying into the future, journeying into past, or journeying even in present to visit or receive information. So Amethyst Herkimer would be a great crystal to have with you in these journeying process. Or meditating and purifies energy after spiritual or healing work. So I imagine if you were a Reiki master or if you utilize any energetic healing, this would be a really good crystal for you to have. Psychologically, Amethyst Herkimer facilitates creativity and attunement to the higher mind, releasing obsessions and ingrained behavior patterns. Emotionally, this stone is perfect for programming to attract your twin flame and soul companions. For healing, this crystal works beyond the physical level of being to heal the soul so we're not just talking about like deep healing of like your physical body or your energetic bodies but your actual higher self body which is pretty amazing that that crystal can go that deep okay to position appropriately you want to place on the heart or higher heart chakra or as appropriate now if you have looked into your energetic bodies and where they are on on your physical body, your heart chakra is sort of like smack in the middle of your chest and it's like right in between your nipples, like right like sort of like in the bottom portion of your sternum, sort of to the middle, right? It's right smack in the middle. That's your green heart center. Your higher heart is like in between where your throat and your heart centers are right above it's sort of like at the top of your sternum almost like right below your clavicular line and that area is pink so that is your higher heart center so that would be a great place for like rose quartz and the like and all the other green crystals like malachite and uh green calcite and aventurine all those would be fabulous for your center heart area Okay, so in addition, Amethyst Herkimer has additional colors. So they have a Citrine Herkimer, which is yellow, obviously, right? Because Citrine is more of a yellow color. This transmutes poverty consciousness, removing ingrained programs and beliefs that keep you mired in poverty no matter what their source, opening the way to abundance and enhancing motivation. A powerful a powerful cleanser and regenerator, this is an effective stone for enhancing earth energies and encouraging the ethical use of the earth's resources. A powerful protector for the biomagnetic sheath, subtle bodies, and chakras. It realigns cellular memory and connects the solar plexus and heart, bringing unconditional love to all emotions. Gritting citrine Herkimer stimulates creative energy and encourages abundant fertility. Now, we've talked about gritting in the past. If you have any questions about that, please let me know. Um by sending me a direct message on Instagram or whatever, float your boat on that because I have Facebook and Instagram and Gmail. So contact me if you wonder what that is. So 
when we talk about a biomagnetic sheath, um, to my understanding, that is like your body's own energetic field that surrounds your body. It's a sheath that surrounds you. And then your subtle bodies are in reference, I believe, to your energetic bodies. And because they have like many names, so that's usually what they're called. If I am incorrect in any of this, please let me know. I am more than happy to correct myself because this is an imperfect process and I'm still learning everything. So there you go. Um, Okay, moving forward from the citrine Herkimer. We have the smoky Herkimer or gray brown. And I had just actually, I have been so much in love with smoky quartz recently. And it has been like the love of my life recently because I have been needing to let go of a lot of things. I don't know about all you, but it has been a season of surrender for Lorelai. I don't know about you guys. Hopefully you guys kind of understand and what that what that's like because you know, in this whole idea of attracting what we need, we have to be in a state of surrender, right? Which well, I'll probably go into more later, but at any rate, the smoky quartz are like my my jam right now. So let's let's listen to let's listen to Smoky Herkimer and how this either relates or doesn't relate or whatever. So Smoky Herkimer is usually gray or brown, and it aligns the earth and base chakras to ground spiritual reality. Useful for psychic clearing and detoxification, it protects against electromagnetic or geopathic pollution and draws its effects out of the subtle bodies, creating a protective shield for the body or, when gridded, for the environment. Aligned to the karma of grace, this stone is an excellent accompaniment through death and beyond. How interesting. Let's try Google again. Let's see if maybe I can do this right this time around. <laughs> no. It doesn't tell me what it means, you guys. We're just, we're just going to have to run with it. <laughs> Apparently, there's such a thing as aligning to the karma of grace. And there's no definition for it. If I find it later, I will put like a little side note on like, I don't know, on my next episode or something. Let's move forward, shall we? And enough with the shenanigans. Then there's the golden in hydro Herkimer and hydro E-N-H-Y-D-R-O in hydro Herkimer. This contains bubbles of liquid millions of years old and connects to all that is bringing about deep emotional healing and transmutation attuned to the golden flame of the illuminated or uh, illumined she comes up with some words man illumined mind illumined mind golden and hydro herkimer goes straight to the ages old wisdom of the himalayas this incredibly energetic stone aligns the solar plexus third eye crown and higher crown chakras with the soul star so the soul star is above the head now you have we've talked about this before you have the 12 higher chakras that are above your head that connect you to all of like the source type energies the highest being like your like your god star basically um so the soul star is like right above your head so let's let's see a useful developer of spiritual gifts it clears implants and removes restrictions placed on spiritual sites in this or any other life now if you're like me and you just heard me say implants you're like "Mm." 
uh, what what are we talking about here? And my now I, I'm, I'm looking back here and something tells me that she didn't really define implants. So I'm looking. Oh, no. See energy. Oh, energy implant. Okay. So she does have a definition for this. Hallelujah. Energy implant is a vibration, thought, or negative emotions implanted in the subtle body by outside resources. Now, now you kind of can picture what this implant is, right? So a good example of this would be, you know, maybe as a kid, you got teased or something like that. And now you have this negative implant in you from as a truth that that teasing was a truth about you. And it was never really a truth. It was just something that was harmful to you, but you believed it. So that is a energy implant. So this golden anhydro herkimol removes those implants and removes restrictions placed on spiritual sight in this or any other life. A powerful healer for the solar plexus and karmic emotional disturbances. Golden Herkimer cleanses the emotional body, creating emotional well-being. And those who have changed sex between incarnations, this stone eliminates resulting gender confusion or ambivalence. That is so freaking interesting. This is so freaking interesting. Okay, anyway, moving on to the next one. And this is the final one. Let's move on to blue Herkimer with, oop, this is a word, Boulangerite. B-O-U-L-A-N-G-E-R-I-T-E, Boulangerite. Please correct me if I'm incorrect. I'm totally fine with that. So this is from Romania and has a soft, gentle energy that brings joy to the heart and an innate sense of well-being. The stone abhors stagnation and pushes you forward into what you might be at a place you can accept. It is a help. Oh, it is helpful for energy circulation within the body, particularly within less flexible components, decrystallizing blockages, aligning and energizing the whole chakra system. The stone can stimulate the third eye when it has been forcibly closed in previous lives. Oh my! How do people figure this out? Is my question. Like that is. That is freaking amazing. I'm like, <laughs> how do you know these things? I mean, obviously, there have been millions of people that have probably gone through this and realized, oh, my God, my third eye was closed in this past life and now it's open. It's this freaking crystal. Although, can I just tell you that I recently had a situation where I got Reiki done by the beautiful Heather Spencer and she put a stone on my third eye. She put stones on all of my chakra centers, but she put a stone on my third eye. And I kid you not, you guys, it felt like it was like burning, but not like in a bad way, but it, it was like tingly burning, but it almost felt like it was going through my skull and into my third eye area. It was friggin' bananas. I was like, what is happening right now? And Obviously, it, it simmered down after a point, I think after it kind of like do, did what it would needed to do. And I asked her about it later and she said it was carawite. And apparently that stone is friggin amazeballs for all the third eye clearing, or at least for me anyway. So give it a try at home if you want to experiment with that. But she had told me afterwards that I had a ridiculous amount of energy coming from my third eye, which I was kind of like, Ooh, well, that's freaking rad. So anyway just thought I'd put that out there. (laughs) 
So apparently with the blue Herkimer with Bolangerite, you can stimulate the third eye when it's been forcibly closed in previous lives. Opening a new sense of vision, this stone transport you transports you into a quiet space of inner contemplation and soul knowing. There's a couple of you that comes to mind that I think that this would be a really great stone for. Okay, so that covers Amethyst Herkimer stone. I hope you found that fascinating because I found it fascinating. So let's move on to the quote of the week. And I've been reading this really incredible book. If you need a book to read, especially when it comes to your soul growth and all of that, The Untethered Soul, The Journey Between Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer is freaking amazing. And I recently put a quote of his up on my Instagram page, which please go look at because it's amazeballs. Uh, so this quote is, and should you choose to devote yourself to the ongoing journey of self-realization, you will develop a tremendous sense of respect for who you really are. It is only then that you will come to appreciate the full depth of meaning in the advice. This above all, to thine own self, be true. So that was from Michael A. Singer from The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself, with a quote within a quote by William Shakespeare. And I believe that was from Hamlet. For any whoever will correct me if I'm incorrect on that, because she is the the queen of Shakespeare. Literally the queen of Shakespeare. Like she is she knows all the Shakespeare's. Okay. So let's talk about the not the quote. We just did the quote, Lorelei. <laughs> Lordy. Oh my god. I will bring myself back together here anyway. So the one thing that has been coming to me nonstop for literally the past like couple of months has been yin and yang, balance between the light and the dark, the opposites that create who we are. And I am utilizing a couple of different modalities to talk to you about this today. Some of it is from my own noggin, and then some of this is from ancient history encyclopedia, um, and that the the site is ancient.eu forward slash yin and yang forward slash. And then I also was listening to a really beautiful podcast and these two absolutely incredible, empathic entrepreneurial women. Um, and it was Organic Olivia and Aaliyah Lovely that were talking about, um, they were talking about just spirituality in general. Um, and they, they had brought up the yin and yang and the concept of neutrality and balance and everything. So at any rate, Let's talk about yin and yang and what it is, and let's talk about ancient history. So just from from my own noggin, yin and yang had always been like, oh, the feminine and the masculine, which I feel like for ease of understanding, that's kind of where our brain goes to, right? Because those are very two obvious opposites. But it's it's not always the same. You can be a very yang, which is a masculine, and yin, which is more feminine, or at least that's where our brain goes to. But there, really, I feel like this Chinese, it's a Chinese philosophy. It doesn't really own that, if you will. So I feel like the yin and yang are just our ways of seeing the do energy versus the be energy. And 
I feel like I'm going to go way too much into it without defining it. So let's let us define the yin and yang. So let's look at this ancient history encyclopedia. This is written by Mark Cartwright. You can listen to this article if you want to, um, which you are, because I'm going to read it to you. (laughs) But if you're on the website, you can listen to it as well. But I will read it to you. So anyway, the principle of yin and yang is that all things exist as inseparable and contradictory opposites. For example, female, male, dark, light, old, young. The principle dating from 3rd century BCE or even earlier is a fundamental concept in Chinese philosophy and culture in general. The two opposites of yin and yang attract and complement each other. And as their symbol illustrates, each side has its core an element of the other, represented by the small dots. Neither pole is superior to the other, and as an increase in one brings a corresponding decrease in the other. A correct balance between between the two poles must be reached in order to achieve harmony. The concept of yin and yang became popular with the work of the Chinese school of yin yang, which studied philosophy and cosmology in the 3rd century BCE. The principal proponent of the theory was the cosmologist ooh, Cao Yan. Cao Yan. <laughs> oh. And this is where I have cultural limitations with how I say things. Unless they actually have this is how you say it, I'm going to struggle. Sao Yen, who believed that life went through five phases. I'm not going to try and say that. It's W-U-X-I-N-G. Wuxing? No, I tried anyway. Anyway, fire, water, metal, wood, earth, which continuously interchanged according to the principle of yin and yang. So... Let's, let's talk about yin and what yin is. So yin is feminine, black, dark, north, water, which is as to transformation, passive, moon, weakness, and the goddess, Wu Chengxi, C-H-A-N-G-X-I. Please correct me if I'm, if I'm incorrect on that. Earth, cold, old, even numbers, valleys, poor, soft, and provides spirit to all things. I would also like to add the be energy. So being who you are, transformation and introspection. I also kind of think of yin as mother moon in a way, because she is the one which we see in the night sky who lights up the earth and also is the one that is the nurturer and the inward growth as women do, we grow, we can grow babies within ourselves. We create light, life and light actually within. Yin reaches its height of influence with the winter solstice. Yin may also be represented by the tiger, the color orange, and a broken line in the trigrams of the I Ching or book of changes. At least I knew that one because I've heard that one before. Now, what is yang? Yang is masculine, white, light, south, fire or creativity, active, sun or strength, and the god, can't pronounce that either, X-I-H-E. I, I, I'm not even, I'm not even going to try because I'm going to butcher the shit out of that. Okay. Heaven, warm, 
young, odd numbers, mountains, rich, hard, and provides for form to all things. Now, young is, I feel like, the the do energy. So this is the concept of getting up and go, the outward energy as opposed to the in inward. So this is the creation outside of ourselves, our our purpose of manifestation and our way of expelling the energy that we have created. So this is the act of of birth in a way from, you know, because I'm a female, so obviously I have that perspective in general, but this is something that you can utilize even as a man, if you claim to be a man or identify as, as male, you can still birth your own creativity and your own ideas. And that is still like the act of yang and utilizing your yin by, and then expelling this energy and this idea through yang energy as well. Okay. So in mythology and religion, in Chinese mythology, yin and yang were born from chaos when the universe was first created and they are believed to exist in harmony at the center of the earth. During the creation, their achievement of balance in the cosmic egg allowed for the birth of Pangu or Paanku, the first human. In addition, the first gods, oh man, you guys, this is going to be rough. Fuxi, F-U-X-I, Nuwa, N-U-W-A, and Shenong, which is S-H-E-N-N-O-N-G, were born from yin and yang. In Chinese religion, the Taoists favor yin, whilst uh, Confucianists favor yang, in keeping with the prime focus of their respective philosophies. The Taoists emphasize reclusion, whilst Confucianists believe in the importance of engagement in life. As expressed in the I Ching, the ever-changing relationship between the two poles is responsible for the constant flux of the universe and life in general. When there is too great an imbalance between yin and yang, catastrophes can occur such as floods, droughts, and plagues. Now, I bet some of you are thinking about this, this last little bit, because man, my brain just kind of went apeshit banana pancakes just now. So how, how interesting that this was in a way proven with the COVID pandemic because we've been in a state of yang. We've been in a state of go, do, like, you know, pick yourself up, go to work, work constantly, drain those, those adrenals, who gives a shit, keep going, nobody cares, keep going, keep working, work, 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 do, 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 do. And we have not embraced our yin, our B energy, stopping and resting. We haven't taken stock in the rest, in the recuperation, in the building of the self, of finding who we are and being strong in that internal relationship. Because we've been so focused on the external relationship. How do you look? How do you, how are you perceived in the world? You know what I mean? On your external body. And yet that isn't predominantly young. It's still an extroverted type of energy that you're putting out you know and it's sort of like this scarcity 
mindset, you know, that you're constantly doing and, and, and needing to fulfill this, that, and the other, and you have 8,000 things that you have to get done, and you're not stopping for a minute to focus on what is going on inside and asking those fundamental questions that is going to heal you within. I feel like a lot of yang takes over that really necessary foundational work on the inside. And what I mean by that is we're so busy doing that we're not taking the time to understand why we're behaving the way that we're behaving and getting triggered the way that we're getting triggered in everyday life. And that takes a time of yin, a time of introspection and asking really tough questions like, why am I doing this? Why am I this way? Why am I getting triggered? Why am I emotional at this point of time? And it takes sitting within yourself and feeling the emotions that you're feeling to heal it. You got to feel it to heal it. And that takes yin. And I don't think that there has been a lot of of time, or at least at least I feel like a lot of people don't sit back and just rest because we got a shit ton of ton of things to do and we got to do it by this time frame and la 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 and it's not supportive of the things that we very much need which is our inward relationship so when I was listening to this podcast of um this was the what's the juice it was the What's the Juice podcast. And I know I'm a podcast plugging another podcast, but whatever. It's amazeballs. You should check it out. That and spiritual shit. It's amazing. Um, and they were talking about neutrality and Taoism, and which is not really... Um, neutrality isn't the concept of annihilism. It's a, it's a way of combining both energies and being neutral, not just in like our energetic process, but also in life so that we can make it through life without trying so hard to reach for things when really we should be sitting and waiting and embracing surrender. And when you surrender to neutrality, you you start to accept And then things start to come to you. Because here's another difference between yin and yang. Yang yang is the reaching, yin is the receiving. So with yang, you're actively looking for and, and, and trying to get the things that you want. Yin is you are bringing it to you. You are receiving, it is being pulled to you because you are not actually trying to reach for it. It is reaching you. And that brings me to the other thing is this whole concept of if you are chasing something, it is running. So that is the yang. But if you are actually sitting in it, it is coming to you. If you aren't running to it, it is running to you. And that's that's the other whole like connection with the law of attraction, right? In this yin and yang um, is that you can sit and bring those things that you want to you by surrendering to the things in life that you may not understand and know how to get. But this is something that you want, but you're letting go of how it comes to you because the universe has its way of, of bringing it to you. But you have to release your idea of how to get it. 
Do you understand what I mean? Like you're not trying to like always like do to get it. You can actually just sit and receive and wait and be comfortable in that space of waiting, relinquishing control, neutrality, and accepting what's happening. So the other part of this too is you... (laughs) I kind of like to incorporate this with the tarot reads too, because what really they do is they're a way for you to discover where you're meeting resistance. And you obviously meet resistance with both yin and yang, right? Within both the introspection and the extroversion is you you obviously meet resistance whenever you're reaching for something and you're trying and you meet all these obstacles. And that's a really interesting way of you seeing where the universe is saying, this isn't how you're going to get it. You're not going to get it this way. So stop trying to get it this way. And then, you know, we just try and find different ways of doing it, sort of like setting rocks in a current of, of water. And it's like, well, I'm going to go around and go this way. And it's like, okay, but there are other ways of, of getting there. You know what I mean? You can also get there by just letting the current take you as well, instead of just setting rocks in there. You know what I mean? To try and get to where you need to go. It doesn't have to be hard. Um, so the do energies are priorities in the world and society. And as a female, your B energy draws things to you where your do is your outward and accomplishing energy. B is rest, or B energy is rest, releasing and surrendering what you need to do and get out of a place of force. This allows you to be in a space of neutrality. So that is your yin, your B energy. And I I like some of the things that they said. So they said, you're kidding yourself if you think you know what's best in your life. And we have a tendency to rebuild new versions of things from the past. Now, let's get out of a space of trigger when I said, you're kidding yourself if you think you know what's best for your life. Because I can already hear some of you saying, um, excuse me, I know what's good for me. And sure, you absolutely do. But in this moment, you know what's good for you and what you need right this moment. But if you have set forth, you know, this want and desire for things to come, you don't know how that's going to come to you and you don't know how it's going to feel when you get there. And it's better for you to relinquish that control on how you're going to get it so that when it comes to you, it's, it's better. It's the best version of what you need and not this you know, inorganically made processed thing of what you think you needed because you tried so hard to get it that it's now not exactly what you need. You know what I mean? So it's, it's funny because it, I feel like maybe this might be something with me because I looked at this and kind of got triggered in a way of like, you're kidding yourself. If you think you don't know what's best, if you think you know what's best for you or what for your life, But surrendering to that and being like, you're right, I really don't know what's best for my life right now. And I feel like once I am in a space of surrendering, I'll understand better the best version of my life when it comes to me. And we do have a tendency to rebuild new versions of things from the past because that's what we know. That's what we've built our entire lives around is our history and how we've done things and what makes sense instead of 
creating new versions of, of, of the things that need to be and creating just brand new and figuring out how things can be different and how they can change for the good. The change is really the key component here is the process of new, new things and changing. So in order to raise your vibration, to attract and receive the things you need to ascend, we have to release expectations about what we think we need or want because we really don't know how to ask for what it is that is going to level you up. So really, I I love that because you don't really know what's going to really increase your vibration until you get it. So if you want to ascend, if you want to learn and understand and raise your vibration or level up, if you will, how to ask for it is you don't really know what it's going to look like. You just got to learn how to tap into that yin energy and receive. And so instead of chasing it's and, and, and chasing and having it run from you, sit in it <laughs> and allow it to come to you. Seems like a really simple concept, but it's, it's really hard to actually sit and wait, to sit and heal yourself and allow the abundance to come to you. So that's it, you guys. That is yin and yang. And that is my take on things. I've probably cussed a lot in this and I'm really sorry about that. But you know what? I, I kind of like it and <laughs> it it's poignant. I will try my best not to though. I get a mouth sometimes. I'm really sorry. I've been trying to improve, but it is what it is. Anyway, so that's that is that is the the podcast episode today, you guys. And I really hope you got something out of it. I certainly have. I absolutely love this concept. I have been utilizing it a lot and just being able to really tap in into my femininity and my my yin, my being and embracing that because it's it's not easy to be patient it's not easy to just do it when you can just be so anyway that's it and I love you guys and I really am excited for all the new things to come and I'm excited to talk to you all about it and yeah I can't wait to see you again in a week on another beautiful Saturday. And until then, I hope you guys yin it up. (laughs) Find a way to be, be better in your life and find that balance. And yeah. So anyway, love you guys so much. And until we meet again, love and light to you all. Disparate parts. (laughs) I can talk, I, I swear. So let's look up that definition, shall we? Oh my God, it's just like a myriad of different things that I have to look up because it's so interesting. Karma of grace. Okay, Judy Hall, what you talking about here? Crazy lady, you're not crazy, you're amazing. Hold on, grace. Karma of grace. It keeps coming up as karma versus grace. Karma versus grace. That's not what I'm talking about here, Google. It's annoying. I hate it when Google thinks it knows more than me. And I'm like, look, I'm putting the thing into your engine. Find exactly what I said. It kind of does that, but it also kind of doesn't. And it's just frustrating because I just want to know what the hell karma of grace is. Okay, let's see if she um, let's see if she defines this 
I don't have a situation like Violet Flame where I'm having to look at other things and be like, well, I guess that's what that means or something. It's not in here. Why do you put this in here? And I don't know what it means. And then you're like, oh, there's an asterisk right here. That means that there's a definition. You lie. You sit on a throne of lies. Makes me unhappy. I want to know what karma of grace means. Just tell me what it means, Judy Hall. Damn it. <laughs> karma of grace. Okay, let me let me return to what I was doing here because I kind of got sidetracked because I got a phone call. It was for any whoever. We like to talk because we're, we're close. Anyway. If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.